Mark Cuban. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you're not, if you don't pay attention to detail on the little things, you're not going to be in the habit of paying attention to detail for the big things. Ken Griffey Jr. Hey, he wears his hat backwards. Well, I wear my hat backwards because my dad had a fro and I wanted to wear his hat. And if I put his hat on at age six and, you know, he's got a eight and a half and I got like a little five, it's not going to really stay on my head. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. John Smoltz. Is if you don't have the imagination and the willingness to fail or not being afraid to fail, I don't think you can be truly great. Candace Parker. I have had so much hope for this generation coming up that have grown up with women in sports, in leadership roles, on television, speaking about sports, speaking knowledgeably about sports. Pau Gasol. To me, all the work that I've done, all the humanitarian work that I've done has always given me great perspective, has allowed me to keep my feet on the ground and uh, has really put and reminded me what's truly important. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio. It's one of our favorite shows of the year. We look back on the year that was, and in this case, it's year 2021, our 17th year of Sports Business Radio. And wow, we had some guests on the show this year from top to bottom, maybe the best year ever for quality guests, A-list guests. If you missed our show last week, Maria Sharapova, who I've wanted to have on the show for a long time, joined me. We've had Bob Costas, Sue Bird, Stephanie McMahon, Mark Messier, Bubba Watson, Kevin Warren, Eddie George, Malcolm Jenkins, Work Done. Just an amazing lineup of guests. So if you need to go back into our podcast library and listen to past episodes, sportsbusinessradio.com or on iTunes, Spotify, and all the podcast platforms would invite you to listen to those conversations. I'm joined now by executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs. Happy holidays. Same to you. And uh, always one of our funnest shows of the year. It's fun to just uh, talk about all that's happened in the year. And you look back and you realize, wow, a lot does happen in a year. And uh, as you were just rolling off some guest names, uh, SBR is pretty much like a, a free masterclass, if you will. Just go back. You're going to learn so much if you listen to top to bottom 2021 shows. Yeah. And so many guests that like had always been on my list. So Maria Sharapova had been on my list for 17 years. Bob Costas, Sue Bird, Stephanie McMahon, Mark Messier. Bubba Watson, we've had on before. Uh, Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, was fantastic. We learned that we were both born in Phoenix and in the same hospital, St. Joseph's Hospital. And obviously, we learned about all that's going on in NIL. And the Big Ten is having a great year from top to bottom, especially with uh, football and basketball. And Malcolm Jenkins is like a, a mini Magic Johnson. He's got a diverse portfolio of companies. And then Warwick Dunn is just one of my favorite people. He has been doing so much in the community and charitably for, gosh, probably two or three decades now. And it was great to talk to him. He had not been on before. So we've got some great guests lined up for you in 2022 as well. Uh, There's a good chance that I'm going to be at the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. So we might do some fun things around that. But uh, yeah, Griggs, just a, a great year of sports business radio all around. And thanks for all your contributions. Well, and compliments to you as a great interviewer, because you learn, you get behind the scenes with these guys and women as well, that 
you, you pick stuff out, you ask good questions. So they talk more about things that maybe they don't talk about on, you know, ESPN or somebody else. So it's really nice to, to dig in and really get some backstories on where these people are going and what they're doing off the court or off the field. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I pride myself on my interview prep and finding those little nuggets about our guests. So I, I think we're able to uncover some of those. Well, before we reveal our top 10 sports business stories of 2021, I want to announce an exciting new partner, Roan, R-H-O-N-E. They make the absolute highest quality, best fitting and most comfortable performance driven clothing for men. Their entire line places emphasis on active, balanced, and purpose-driven lifestyle. I love wearing their clothing. It's great for workouts. It's great for casual business. Um, I've got a few of their jackets and hoodies, and it's just really great clothing. And, you know, look, in the last two years, I'm not wearing suits as much anymore. I'm wearing more active business wear and uh, you know, their commuter pant is fantastic. The lightweight commuter shirt is great. And the really fun thing about this new partnership for our listeners is Roan is offering Sports Business Radio podcast listeners 20% off your purchase. That is a meaningful discount. If you go to Roan.com, and again, that's R-H-O-N-E, Dot com and you enter the promo code SBR20, like Sports Business Radio 20. So it's SBR20 at checkout. You receive that 20% off your purchase. That's Roan.com and enter the promo code SBR20 at checkout. So I'm looking forward to this partnership with them. Um, some of the male guests appearing on Sports Business Radio are going to get Roan product as a thank you from us and a thank you from Roan. Nate Chackets is the founder of Roan, and I've known Nate for a while, and they just do a great job. And they're really interested in their customer and the customer feedback. And you know, with the new year in full swing, Roan's apparel is perfect for anyone looking to get a jump on their resolutions. The fabrics, trims, designs, and fits are all premium and when you look good, you feel good and you play good, Greg. So uh, I'm looking forward to wearing Roan exclusively as our official menswear partner of Sports Business Radio into the new year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, first of all, thanks to Roan for coming on board. It's always fun to have a new partner and uh, great product. Like you said, I love that the new trend is not suit and tie as much. It's more active casual business, which is awesome. I love the active stuff. It breathes well. You can work out in it. You can walk around town in it. It's comfortable. So uh, yeah, great partner and looking forward to uh, 2022 with Roan. All right, let's get to our top 10 sports business stories of the year list for 2021. And we always work our way from 10 down to one. So let's start with 10. The growth of women's sports in 2021. And you know, as we say on the show, and we've talked again to Sue Bird, Stephanie McMahon, Maria Sharapova, some really great women guests this year, the women's sports mix is so small still. Like, there's so much room for growth in women's sports, whether it's investment from brands, whether it's growth on media. But we saw large spikes from the WNBA the NWSL and the women's final four basketball tournament when it came to TV ratings this year. So Griggs, I think it's a trend we're going to continue to see. I've said on this show before, if you're looking to invest in one thing sports wise across the landscape, women's sports is grossly undervalued. And I think the more that companies and 
people invest in women's sports, these media companies as well, the more growth opportunities they're going to see. Yeah. And I think this is awesome. I mean, it it should have been happening years and years ago, but it's awesome to see it growing. I think it's a huge, huge uh, jump for 2021 and spike in it, but uh, we need to keep going. We need to make it more you know, mainstream, more popular, more in front of all the viewers. So I think it's only going to keep going up. It's a good move in 2021, but let's keep it going. Well, and the other thing we saw with women's final four is, you know, there's going to be some new branding. They've got more opportunities uh, on TV. We saw, you know, they didn't have the equipment that the men had and the same facilities that the men had. And I think that's being fixed, which is good. So, you know, I'm not going to say there's equal rights amongst Male and female athletes are still a long road to go on that, but we're moving in the right direction. And I think that the women and men like me are holding companies more accountable for doing the right thing and investing in women's sports. And it used to be, oh, there's not the same return on investment. Well, you know what? I'll give you an example. If you invest in the U.S. women's soccer team, you're going to see just as good of an investment as you would with the U.S. men's soccer team, and in some cases, better. So, um, you know, I I think we're going to continue to see this trend grow. And like I said, there's a lot of room for growth. So we'll pay attention to that in 2022. Yeah, and I think uh, finally, the NCAA is calling it March Badness for women and men. That was something that should have been done 70 years ago. But, uh, you know, I I agree. It's going to be a big story in 2022, 2023, moving forward. And uh, I think it's only for the good and it's only for the best. And uh, I just continue to watch it and grow. I love it. All right. Our ninth biggest sports business story of 2021, Shohei Otani, a historic season for him, Major League Baseball. He really becomes a global superstar. He was huge in Japan. He was pretty big in the U.S., but the season he put together was Babe Ruth-esque with his pitching, with his hitting. Um, You know, he really transcends baseball and and sports now. He's a global superstar. He's got endorsement deals with U.S. and Japanese companies. Um, You know, we've seen he's done some crypto deals like a lot of other athletes. But, you know, I just felt like he burst onto the scene this year. And if you're looking at all-time greatest seasons ever by a player, it's hard to argue that this isn't one of the top five. Again, he didn't just do it as a hitter. He didn't just do it as a pitcher. He did it as both, and that is a rarity, Griggs. Yeah, he was just so, so fun to watch. And a, a good thing for MLB, because we've talked about on the show before, they're hard, it's hard for MLB to get a star's name out to people where everybody knows them all across, you know, kids, women, men. And I think he did it. I mean, it's like my kid watched him. My wife watched him. I watched him. We all love to watch the guy play. And, and he could hit the ball. It was amazing seeing a pitcher as big as him be able to crush the ball out of the stadium. I mean, he was just so fun to watch on every aspect of the game. It was a, it was a great, great pickup for MLB and a good year for him. Yeah, like you said, Major League Baseball needs those relatable superstars. You know their backstory a little bit. He's a guy that is an international star, not just relatable to American audiences, but also international audiences. So, you know, I think Major League Baseball did a pretty good job on social media and on their media platforms, really showcasing him and the special season that he had. And, you know, if I'm them, I'm going all in on Otani going forward that this is the rare type of athletes. When you when you see athletes from other sports weighing in in awe of, wow, this guy is versatile. He's a pitcher. He's a hitter. He's doing it at the highest levels. He's MVP. You know that you have a, a superstar on your hands. And I think Major League Baseball will be smart to 
really showcase him going forward. Our eighth biggest story of the year 2021, the explosion of crypto. My Lord, Griggs. I mean, at the beginning of the year, it was big. But I feel like companies like FTX, who's working with Tom Brady and Steph Curry and Giselle, and their naming rights is on, you know, arenas like the Miami Heat Arena. And you've got the new, uh, well, not the new, but it's no longer Staples Center. You've got a new crypto company on the building that the Clippers and Lakers play in. Um, athletes are signing all kinds of deals. We had Joe Pompliano on in November to really break down the business of crypto and cryptocurrency and how it relates to sports. If you missed that conversation, it really is an educational conversation with Joe Pompliano. I would invite you to listen to that. But wow, Griggs, you know, I wonder if five years from now we're going to be sitting around going, this is as big as sports betting. It's as big as you know, any trend that we're seeing in sports. And you see a lot of the athletes who are taking their payment now in cryptocurrency, and it's increased in value a lot. So you can't argue with them making that decision, but times are changing. Yeah. And even Tesla now is, is reportedly going to be accepting crypto with their uh, vehicles. So it's just a, it's a whole new world of, you know, digital money, basically. And that's probably the biggest thing I learned this year listening to our shows was this whole crypto thing. Because, you know, coming into 2021, it was kind of like, what is this? And we've learned so much this year. And it's obviously blowing up, as you mentioned, with naming rights of stadiums and floors and courts, and then obviously huge athletes that are buying into it and taking their payments and endorsements this way. It's uh, it's obviously a new trend. And you can tell just by the names that are jumping on, it's going to be big. And again, instead of us breaking this down now and trying to get into it, we did a whole show in November with Joe Pompliano. So go back and do the Sports Business Radio archives, listen to that show, and we really dig into the explosion of crypto as it relates to sports business. Our seventh biggest story of the year 2021, the continued explosion of sports betting. Griggs, when I see that FanDuel is paying Pat McAvee Podcaster, former punter for the Indianapolis Colts, $30 million a year to sponsor his podcast. That tells you all you need to know about how much money there is in sports betting. We've got BetMGM, we've got FanDuel, we've got DraftKings. There's so many companies in the sports betting space. This isn't worth millions of dollars. This is worth billions of dollars. And more and more states are making it legal to bet. You know, before long, you're going to have every state having legal sports betting. It's so easy to do it now. It used to be you had to go into a casino and do this in person in Las Vegas or Atlantic City. Now you can get on your phone, you have an app, and you can make a bet in about 10 seconds. So um, it's exploding, and there's lots of sponsorships in sports. And like I said, when Pat McAfee's making $30 million a year from FanDuel, you know there's a lot of money. If they're paying him that, imagine how much money they're making. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's so easy. Like you mentioned now with apps and you can do prop bets, you can bet by quarter or period, you can bet on this and that and everything else. It makes it more of kind of a, a fun competition. It's not like you have to go in and you know find the casino and put your 20 bucks down and just hope and wait and see what happens. You're doing an act as the game's happening. I love how the, the channels, ESPN and everything kind of keep updates as the game's going on. You see little lines of the numbers and the ups and downs and all this stuff. It's really fun to just follow along. But yeah, the, the amount of money involved in this is just shocking. More of Sports Business Radio's Top 10 Sports Business Stories of 2021 is coming up next. Hi, it's Brian Berger here. In addition to hosting Sports Business Radio, I'm also the co-founder of the consulting firm Everything is on the Record. 
Since 2007, we've been working with CEOs, corporate spokespeople, pro sports team owners, athletic directors, elite athletes, and coaches to help them navigate the tricky media and social media landscape. My business partner is Rick Buecher of Fox Sports. As part of a new partnership with e-learning platform Open Sesame, we are now offering many of our teachings via on-demand courses available on video. Courses include presenting your best self in a video meeting. Your personal brand is connected to your employer's brand. Pause before you post, text, and email. And scrubbing your social media. To take any of our insightful video courses on demand, visit opensesame.com and type in the words, everything is on the record in the search. That's opensesame.com. To learn more about how we can provide a customized training session for your organization, visit everythingisontherecord.com. That's everythingisontherecord.com. Now, back to Sports Business Radio's Top 10 Sports Business Stories of 2021. All right, our sixth biggest sports business story of 2021 an icon, we almost lost him. You know, in 2020, we lost Kobe Bryant, an icon. We almost lost Tiger Woods in 2021. Back in February, he was in a serious car accident. Some people wondered if he'd ever walk again and if he'd be able to, to function. And Griggs, it's so great to see Tiger Woods playing with his son, Charlie. And I believe it's the PNC tournament. It's the father-son tournament. And, you know, he's not the old Tiger Woods. He may never play competitive golf again, but it's great to see him out there with his kid. And, you know, we've said on the show before, Tiger's done enough for all of us. He is an historic figure and, you know, he's had so much pressure on him his whole life. I hope he enjoys fatherhood. I hope he is an honorary starter at some of these majors and he plays whenever he wants to play. And he's just an ambassador for golf, but it really is remarkable because they said his leg was shattered and, you know, like I said, they they said he may never walk again. So to see him on the driving range, hitting golf balls and standing upright is a fantastic story, especially after we lost Kobe Bryant in 2020. Yeah, I mean, when that news came out of Tiger and the you know seeing the helicopters fly over the top and everything, it felt so much like Kobe. It was like it took me back, like oh great, here we go again. But uh, it's shocking. I mean, that was February. Here we are in December, and he's out there swinging the golf club with his son. It's it's crazy that he's already doing that. And I think, like you said, I think his role should be the ambassador and kind of the the, the figure of golf, where he's not competing as much, but he's out there. He's at tournaments. He's helping kids. I think it's great. I, and it's just uh, we're thankful he he's still around and still swinging a club. Well, and you can see all of the other golfers are so happy to have him back on the tour. And you know, Tiger's gotten older. He's matured. He's a dad. Um, he's not the same Tiger Woods from 20, 25, 30 years ago that dominated the tour. And, you know, I'd love to see him continue to play in these uh, match play tournaments with Phil Mickelson, the ones on TNT. And I think those are fun. And that's the kind of stuff that he can do and just be an ambassador for golf. And, you know, we're not sitting here going, oh, is he going to win the Masters? Is he going to win the U.S. Open? Is he going to catch Jack Nicholas in the majors? Probably not. But what a career and let's enjoy the, you know, the senior years. And if he wants to play on the senior tour one day, great, but we should have no expectations of him. This should be all up to him. And, you know, anyone who's out there going, yeah, Tiger's going to play like he did when he was 20, 25 years old. That's not going to happen, but just let him be a person and a human being. And I, for one, am just happy to see him alive and out playing golf with the son. Yeah, I think he's he's cherishing these moments. You can tell with his son, and it's iconic. 
there was a video that came out this last week about him and his son playing and how they literally do the same motions, the same foot, the same yeah. glove, the same twist. It's <laughs> awesome. It really is amazing what genes are, right? Like he he just has those same mannerisms as his dad, whether he realizes it or not. And that was a fun video to watch because they basically handed Tiger a phone and said, look, here's this video created of all the similarities between you and your son, Charlie, on the golf course. And he just got a kick out of it. And it was fun, again, to see that human moment for Tiger. All right. The fifth biggest sports business story of 2021. This one came upon us in the last month or so. Major League Baseball, the owners have locked out the players. And we knew this was coming. And all names and image and likeness of players have been removed from Major League Baseball team websites and from MLB.com and from the Major League Baseball network. And it's an awkward time right now. And as we've said on the show before, you hope with the billions of dollars that are being generated by Major League Baseball that the owners and the players figure this out. I think they will. But, you know, as we enter 2022, there is the chance that there might not be a season or at least the start of the season. And maybe they missed spring training. Maybe they missed the start of the season. Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, reportedly wants major change to the structure of the collective bargaining agreement. So we'll see, you know, how much is everyone going to dig in? But at the end of the day, as I said on this show previously, I don't think Major League Baseball is one of the you know, big five anymore. I, I think they're a regional sport. Rob Manford has said that himself. And I just don't think they can afford to miss any time this season. I think they'll lose a lot of fans and a lot of interest. And, you know, I hope they recognize that because if they don't, I, I think they're going to decline further. We've seen a decline in the World Series ratings for the last four or five years. And, you know, there are those superstars out there like Shohei Otani, and you want to capitalize on that enthusiasm and excitement for baseball. But fans don't want to hear about billionaires and millionaires arguing over money. And I think people will quickly tune out baseball if they extend this lockout uh, to the start of the season next year. Yeah, I think it's a crucial time for MLB because, like you mentioned, it's just uh, you're going to lose so many more fans, and we're already seeing a decline in MLB. I agree, it's not a top five sport now. It's just not as compelling as as much. And when they're doing this, and like you said, with billion dollar owners and fighting about money, it's just like people tune out, and it's not going to help. Especially if we get to March and there's no spring training in Arizona and Florida, it's uh, it's not going to look good for MLB. It's kind of we've seen this story before with them, and it doesn't usually help them out much. So hopefully they can get it done before spring training. Our fourth biggest sports business story of the year, 2021. What a year for the ageless wonder. Tom Brady, quarterback, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We saw him launch uh, a deal with FTX. So he and his wife, Giselle, are doing a deal with them. They're heavy into crypto. He's launched an NFT company called Autograph. He has a name, image, and likeness company. He's signed some college athletes. And most importantly, what he's known for with his day job In year one in Tampa, during a pandemic, he leads the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a Super Bowl win over the Kansas City Chiefs. He was named uh, Sportsman of the Year by uh, Sports Illustrated. So, wow, what a year for Tom Brady. And you just, you wonder, could this guy play another five or 10 years? He just doesn't seem to be aging. And Griggs right now, he's the favorite to win MVP in the NFL. 
Yeah, and look at Tampa Bay. I mean, they're they're peaking again this season, and they're starting to heat up even more. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're running through the playoffs and maybe even in the Super Bowl again. I mean, 700th TD, completion record. Tom Brady's like 22, but he's playing. He's 42. It's insane. I mean, the guy is just fascinating to watch. And every time there's a close game and you give him the ball with two minutes left in the game, he's going to win the game. Yeah, well, we saw him do that in Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, it's cold weather, and he's played in cold weather in New England. But you just were like, can he win this game on the road? And they went in there and, you know, they threw the first punch against Green Bay and got up and they hung on to win that game. But he knows how to win those close games, like you said. If he's anywhere near, you know, a two-minute drill and they're going for the lead, he's usually going to come out ahead. This was the first time that a city ever hosted the Super Bowl and had their team in the Super Bowl. So Tampa Bay played in Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl and beat Kansas City. So it was a home game for them. And, you know, a lot of people are wondering, will the Rams make it to this upcoming Super Bowl and host the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium? We'll see. But this was the first time that a team had done that with the Bucs. So um, that was pretty cool that that happened. And, you know, again there's been that age old argument of who's more important, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. Well, Belichick and the Patriots are having a great year. Wouldn't it be amazing, Greg? This is what I'm rooting for. Frankly, in Los Angeles, the upcoming Super Bowl, February 13, 2022, Bill Belichick and the Patriots against Tom Brady and the Bucks. That would probably be the highest rated Super Bowl ever. Yeah, that would be fascinating to watch. I mean, just those two. I love when they play each other and the cameras go sideline, you know, watching Tom Brady look over at Belichick. And there's just so much competition there and you can just feel it. And that makes such a compelling story and it's fun to watch. And I agree, that'd be a great match down in LA. I mean, I bring it on. That would be so fun to watch. And you got to give Brady the nod though in that he's just so good in big games. He just knows what to do. More of Sports Business Radio's top 10 sports business stories of 2021 is coming up next. Hello, this is Brian Griggs, executive producer of Sports Business Radio and owner of Griggs Productions. Podcasts are hot right now, and it's a trend that's not leaving anytime soon. I've been producing and voicing for radio, TV, and podcasts for over 20 years. If you're interested in starting your own podcast or have any other audio needs, I'd love to chat. Find me at griggsproductions.com or email me anytime at brian at griggsproductions.com. That's Brian with a Y. Be heard with Griggs Productions and your very own podcast. Let's talk. GriggsProductions.com. Now, back to Sports Business Radio's top 10 sports business stories of 2021. All right. Our third biggest story of the year 2021. The Tokyo Olympics took place from July 23rd to August 8th. Griggs, remember, they were supposed to happen in 2020. They were postponed to 2021. Over $12 billion spent On the Olympics in Tokyo, the second most ever. Uh, The Russia Olympics were the most ever. A lot of that money was spent, about $2 billion of it was spent on COVID testing and pandemic-related expenses. And the other big thing that was noteworthy with these Olympics, Griggs, no fans. So, you know, you're looking at the games and there's no fans in the stands. It's just essential personnel and, you know... It was an interesting Olympics because we've never seen anything like that before where there's been no fans and, you know, obviously all the pandemic testing. Yeah, you know, it was kind of a fallout from 2020. I mean, you have the odd year 2021 games, which was kind of interesting, and then no fans. And I think part of the Olympic 
you know, the stuff that makes it so exciting is the fans because you got the worldwide, you got people with their flags. It's such a, a nation, you know, a support type thing you don't see in normal sports. So, I mean, you and I both love Olympic Games. It was definitely different this year. I missed the fans. Hopefully we'll uh, move forward and get the fans back in the Olympics. You know, they're they're struggling too. There's a lot of money involved, their TV rights and all that stuff. It's a, it's a big thing and hopefully they can keep moving forward. All right. Our second biggest story of the year 2021. And this is a pretty widespread net here that we're casting, but the college athletics landscape shifted big time this year. So on July 1st, NIL, name, image, and likeness went into effect. We've had Blake Lawrence from Open Doors on. We've had student athletes on this year to share their perspective on how their lives have changed with name, image, and likeness deals now able to be made, and they can capitalize on that. Um, so that's been you know, really groundbreaking for a lot of the student athletes. Then you had Oklahoma and Texas announce that they're moving to the SEC, and these college football coaches in the last month or two, we've seen Lincoln Riley go from Oklahoma to USC. Uh, you know, we've seen Mario Cristobal go from Oregon to Miami. We've seen Brian Kelly go from Notre Dame to LSU. And we told you on a show recently, the buyouts for these coaches, over $100 million has been spent to buy coaches out so you can bring in another coach. We gave you the example of Mario Cristobal from Oregon to Miami. So they have to pay $9 million to buy him out at Oregon. They're paying him $8 million a year. I mean, it's unbelievable the amounts of money, Griggs, that are being spent on moving a coach from A to B. And I guess if it you know makes your program better, like USC, who's pretty irrelevant right now, if Lincoln Riley comes in and turns things around, then it's worth it. I have a hard time believing that Brian Kelly is going to be that big of an upgrade over uh, Coach O at Orgeron, but gosh, it's just unbelievable. You know, people give the student athletes a hard time for entering the transfer portal. (laughs) The coaching portal was hot in college football. And then Greg's on top of that, which college basketball, two of the icons of college basketball in the last 30 to 40 years, they announced retirement. So Roy Williams retired from the University of North Carolina. He had been there forever. He coached at Kansas before then. And then Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski, announced his retirement effective at the end of this season. So two ACC coaching legends, two Hall of Famers, they're moving on. So if you look at the college landscape, I would say this year it was more seismic for all of those things that I just mentioned than it's been in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think we've seen, as you mentioned, more coaches moving around than ever in retirement and in taking new jobs. And then the NIL thing is just massive. And finally, finally, we're getting the NIL thing into effect, which is, you know, I mean, way, way overdue. And as you mentioned, some of those big numbers with the coaches, obviously there's money there to pay some of these players, right? Because (laughs) these coaches are moving around for 10 million a year, you know, whatever this buyout is or that buyout. I mean, the money is there. Finally, the athletes are starting to get that, that payout. And uh, man, it's, uh, I think it was a huge year for college athletics. It's been interesting with NIL. A lot of the top earning NIL athletes are women and from, you know, sports like gymnastics and women's basketball, uh, Paige Beckers has a deal with Gatorade. So, you know, there's some big deals for the women out there. It's also interesting. You see 
you know, uh, Spencer Rattler, who was the quarterback at Oklahoma at the beginning of the year. He was one of the early winners in the NIL landscape. He gets demoted to second string. He ends up transferring recently to South Carolina. So sometimes you can bet on a player. Hey, we're going to sign that player to an NIL deal. And if they got benched or they don't play up to their capability, now you're a brand going, wait a minute. We, we just invested in this athlete and they're not even playing. They're on the bench holding a clipboard. So it's been interesting to see. And I would also say from the athletes we've talked to on this show, yes, it's great that the college athletes can earn uh, money for name, image, and likeness, but it hasn't been a gold rush. It's not like everyone's getting it. It's been a selective few that are getting paid. You know, there's some very minor deals out there across the board for some athletes like, hey, sign up for this and you get a $500 endorsement deal or so-and-so's getting paid by their local restaurant to be an ambassador on social media. But it's been a select few who are getting the deals with Gatorade and, and you know Nike and some of those big companies that are out there. But again, I think it's great. The women athletes have been the highest earning athletes for NIL and that's been really good for them. And, and I think for the companies investing in athletes for NIL. Yeah. And I think it's kind of interesting too, with the NIL, it's, it's the smaller sports too. It's, I mean, wrestling, there's been a, a deal or two, like you said, gymnastics. So it's kind of, you're getting to see a little bit more that it's not just hoops and, and football where these kids can get some, some money. And uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think it's a changing landscape. It's not going to be, a, it's not a gold rush, like you mentioned in 2021, but it's going to continue to grow. And I think one of the weird things about it is, as you mentioned, the, the transfer portal, these kids, it's hard to sign them to big deals because they're they're changing all the time, like Rattler. Like, he's on this team now, he's on this team now. Or in basketball, these guys come in and play a year and they're out. So it's hard to, to sign big deals, I think, for these companies. All right, drum roll, Griggs. Our number one sports business story of the year 2021, the rebound from the pandemic. Live events are back with people. TV ratings are going up. And the world is returning to some sense of normalcy. So that's been great to watch. I mean, when you turn on some of these big events, whether it's, uh, you know, playoffs or uh, Final Four, things like that, to see full crowds again. And, you know, a lot of these venues and states are requiring proof of vaccine, but we're getting back to a sense of normalcy. If you look at a league like the NFL, the ratings are through the roof and have been up big time. We already mentioned earlier leagues like the WNBA, the NWSL, women's final four basketball ratings are up. So we're returning to a sense of normalcy. And I think that's a good thing for our world. It's totally a good thing. I mean, in 2020, we were sitting there watching sports with no fans and it's so weird, but then you get fans back like we're starting to see now and you realize how big of a role they play in the whole broadcast. I mean, being there live obviously is amazing, but even on TV, just having the fans there and you know the camera angles cutting out to the signs and the costumes and everything people are wearing, it's such a huge part uh, of the game. And the athletes say that too, the energy they feel when you walk into a stadium and the fans are there cheering your name and, and yelling and helping you on defense. It's just, it's just needed. So it's good to see that back to normal. And there's been a reset. Things are different now than they were before the pandemic, whether it's the health and safety protocols or it's technology. Streaming has grown. Um, social media has changed a little bit. There's a lot of differences that have been a result of the pandemic and the last year, year and a half. But I think we're doing things more efficiently. You know, we're seeing digital ticketing. We're seeing touchless 
being a lot more effective for places. Um, so I, I think we've reset some things. And, you know, again, if you listen to the guests on this show, they've kind of predicted some of the tea leaves and they've, they've shown us where things are going and the trends that we can look for. And I think it's interesting to watch. Now, with all of that being said, it's been interesting in the last week. The NFL has had an outbreak of COVID cases, as has the NBA. You look at a team like the Chicago Bulls, nine players on the team, two broadcasters have COVID. So, you know, they had to postpone games. The NFL, you know, had more COVID cases in the last week or so than they've had the entire season to this point. So it is the winter time. We're also seeing that people who are vaccinated and people who have boosters, I have a booster, but it doesn't make you immune to getting COVID. So, um, you know, that's been an interesting thing too. And all the protocols that are in place, you know, we've said this before, I'm not a doctor, but it seems like the pandemic and, and COVID, it's not going away anytime soon. It might be something we just have to live with. And just like you go get the flu shot, maybe you have to go get the, the booster or, you know, you go get your, COVID vaccine every year. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I have a hard time believing that a year from now when we're doing our top stories of 2022 that we're going to go, well, COVID's all gone. There's no more variants and it's been wiped from the earth and we snuffed it out and it doesn't impact sports or our world in general. It's going to be the new normal, but I think the sports world has adjusted as best it can. And Like I said, it's great to see those big scale events with big crowds and it just adds a different energy. That was one of the things that a lot of the athletes talked about, like you mentioned earlier, that there just wasn't that energy. Bubba Watson said that when there was the Masters last November without fans, like you just, it was weird. You didn't have a a vibe of energy from the fans and it made it a lot different. So you know, seeing Milwaukee win their first NBA championship in front of a full arena of fans and how excited they got for Giannis and everyone on that team. And, um, you know, the Atlanta Braves winning this year. And obviously, you know, March Madness was able to happen. So it's good to see fans back. I hope that we see more of this in 2022. Yeah, I mean, just look at Steph Curry beating the three-point record this week. I mean, they stopped the game. They did. That's just huge for fans' involvement and seeing the crowds just you know, him waving to his mom and dad and hugging his mom and dad. It's just huge to have fans back. And, you know, like you said too, the improvements that's come with it has been great. All the digital stuff and, you know, ordering food from your app and tickets on your app, less touching. We don't have to touch everything we, we have and get. So I think there's, there's always good things out of a bad thing. And I think we're seeing some of those improvements. All right, Greg. So we always do this as well. Uh, and I'm kind of surprising you with this, but Things for 2022, are there some things that you're either paying attention to or that you want to predict will happen in 2022? Well, I am looking forward to the winter games. That's my favorite Olympics. I just love the snowboarding and the new events they've added. So I'm hoping that goes off without a hitch and we get fans over in China and everything works well. But uh, I'm really looking forward to the Olympic games. Love the winter games. And, uh, you know, I'm an NBA fan. So this whole Steph Curry beating the three point record was that it was awesome. And I'm just looking forward to see where the NBA goes. Uh, I think the Bulls have some if they can get people off the COVID list, have a great season and a great team. I think they could make it further than they've made it for a while. So I'm just looking forward to, you know, some good stuff. And we mentioned earlier tonight too the Super Bowl. What's that going to be? Is it going to be the Rams in L.A.? Looking forward to a possibility of that. But man, like you said, Belichick versus Brady in L.A. would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, look. 
It's been interesting with the Winter Olympics in China. The U.S. and and some other countries, I think Australia, have already announced a governmental boycott. So athletes will go, but government officials, ambassadors will not be going because of a lot of the stuff that's going on over there with human rights. So that's going to be interesting to pay attention to. And look, a lot of people think the pandemic started in China. So, you know, what's that going to look like? Obviously, there's going to be a ton of money around you know, NBC's broadcast and the Olympics in general, as there always is. And that'll probably be one of the top 10 stories on our list for 2022. Some of the things I'm looking forward to, I think Tom Brady's got a good chance to go back to back in the Super Bowl. And, you know, he's a California kid. And wouldn't it be interesting if he won another Super Bowl number eight in Los Angeles in SoFi? So I think that's going to be interesting to watch, like we said, a Belichick-Brady Super Bowl would probably be the highest-rated Super Bowl ever. I love what the Golden State Warriors are doing. I love watching Steph Curry. I cannot wait for Clay Thompson to return, who's basically missed the last two seasons. So let's get the Splash Brothers back. They're having a great season. And, you know, what's going to happen there? I am interested. Uh, Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver was on our show earlier this year, and there's an investigation taking place in Phoenix What's the fallout of that investigation going to look like? Will there be an ownership change in Phoenix? I'm also paying attention to what's going on with Kyrie Irving. And is he going to play for the Nets? And if he does, what does that look like? Um, Ben Simmons in the NBA, is he going to get traded or is he going to continue to sit out in Philadelphia? So there's a lot of storylines there. Obviously, MLB lockout, as we talked about earlier, what's going to happen there? I do think they'll get it figured out so they start the season on time. Um, And then I think women's sports is going to continue to grow, as we said earlier. So women's March Madness, the WNBA, the NWSL, I think that's only going to have a higher trajectory. And I don't see sports betting or crypto or any of those things slowing down. I also think we're going to see the continued growth of streaming. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where's, the NFL ticket going to wind up? Is it going to stay on direct TV? Are they going to put it on Disney or Apple? What is that going to look like? But I think more and more people are consuming media on streaming platforms. The audiences and the demos are getting younger and younger. And that's going to be something worth paying attention to as well. It's always fascinating in 365 days, what can go on? I mean, when we do these shows, you look back and it's just like, wow, there is so much stuff in a year. And we just you know, kind of cover top 10. There's probably 50 other things we could talk about. It's just, it's crazy to see how much things will happen in, in 365. So 2022 show will be always fun and fascinating. And I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot of the stuff we mentioned that we're looking forward to. I mean, one other thing to pay attention to is the uh, continued kind of uh, metamorphosis, if you will, of the NCAA. Like, what is that going to look like a year from now? A lot of people have said, eventually there's going to be a power five structure And they won't need the NCAA anymore. And those conferences will kind of operate outside of the NCAA and they'll have their own oversight. That's going to be interesting. What does NIL look like a year from now? Um, You know, does the coaching carousel slow down a little bit or do these buyouts continue? So I think the college landscape is, is also very, very interesting. So Griggs, uh, it's been a great year of 2021 and, you know, I hope you have a happy holiday season and, uh, you know, I look forward to a successful 2022 year 18 for sports business radio, if you can believe that. 
the OGs of podcasting. We were doing it before it was even a thing, and I love it. And uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and all the listeners. Thanks for a great year. Thanks for the downloads and the plays and the, the comments and the feedback. And uh, yeah, it's a fun show. I love doing it, and I'm uh, glad to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, that's another guest, Danica Patrick. She said, you may be the OGs of podcasting. I had wanted to have Danica on for a long time. She's got a great podcast, a pretty intense podcast. She's such a diverse person. She's got you know, a wine label and... Uh, you know, it was fun talking to her, Lindsay Horan, uh, U.S. women's soccer team. So, yeah, I think we are the OGs of of podcasting. And I re- want to remind our audience one more time, it's the holiday season. We've got an official menswear partner. Roan is offering sports business radio podcast listeners 20% off your purchase. Go to Roan.com. That's R-H-O-N-E.com and enter the promo code SBR. 20, like Sports Business Radio 20, SBR 20 at checkout to receive 20% off your purchase. We appreciate that. That's a meaningful discount for our listeners. That's roan.com and enter the promo code SBR 20 at checkout. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, I will say I'm excited. Our first guest of 2022, Monica Aldama. If you have watched the hit Netflix show, Cheer. Taylor Swift is a fan. Justin Timberlake's a fan. A lot of athletes are fans. It is a fantastic show. And Monica Aldama will join me right here on Sports Business Radio as our first guest of 2022. Happy holidays. Griggs, happy holidays. And we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. Hey, it's Brian Berger here. We've collaborated with our friends at Parish Project to create high-quality sports business radio clothing, including hoodies, long-sleeve t-shirts, and short-sleeve t-shirts. Each item comes in five different colors and a variety of sizes. These items are super comfortable, and you can wear them on Zoom calls, while working out, or when you're lounging around the house. Sports Business Radio has loyal listeners around the world. We'd love for you to post a picture rocking your Sports Business Radio gear, Tag us on Instagram or Twitter if you post. Get your official sports business radio gear by going online to parishproject.com. That's parishproject.com. P-A-R-I-S-H project.com. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. And thanks to our partner, Molka Sports, for powering sports business radio. Learn more about them online at molkasports.com. That's M-A-L-K-A sports.com. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions, griggsproductions.com.